Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Dungeons and Junkies presents Escape from Ulfong, Episode 41 A Rumble in the Storm. Why, hello there, everyone, and welcome back to my wonderful yet terrible slash terrifying homebrew world of Escape from Ulfong. I am, of course, Chad. I will be your Dungeon Master extraordinaire tonight, and most everyone in this world. But of course, to have a real game, we need some player characters, so let's go around the table, find out who is joining us this evening. And let's start with Caitlin. Uh, you do have to have player characters, otherwise it's apparently called writing a book. I can't believe this. I play Damien. He is a Air Genasi Warlock Shadow Sorcerer who gives less fucks than he's died. And he's died several times, so, you know. He doesn't care. Where's my fucking bird, Chad? Yes, Damien, giver of no fucks at all. And you'll get your bird when it's time to get your bird back. We'll move on! Let's go next to Carrie. Hello, I am Carrie. I am playing Varian Nahin, the Wood Elf Warlock slash Wizard slash Sparkly Boy slash maybe Team Reader slash was last seen kicking Wyatt and trying to message Damien. Right, yes, last time. Some interesting things occurred right at the end, but we have to introduce the rest of the characters before we can talk about that. So let us go next to the one who was kicked. Let's go to Matt. Yes, I'm Matt, and I'm playing Detective White Stanton, Ganymede PD, Homicide Detective, uh, Occasional Accidental Murderer, and Power Ranger, making continual bad choices and letting everyone down on a regular basis. Oh, well, that's a oddly sad introduction. Now let's try but and get true, a little ha- But true! <laughs> so let's try and get a little happier with it, and we'll go to our final player of the night, Alex. Hi, yes, I'm Alex, and today I'm playing Avery, the Croneration Wizard, who is part Azamara, part dead person. And in Hood, at the moment, is Sylvie, the, the cat familiar who is the arch nemesis of Wyatt Stanton, it would seem. You were the one who tried to shoot him, apparently. I was drunk. You tried to shoot my cat. I was drunk. That seems to be your excuse for a lot of things. The cat. But why or Matt? <laughs> I tried to shoot the cat. I was drunk. I motored boated an old lady. I was drunk. I don't know, you're probably drunk when you accidentally got knives killed indirectly. <laughs> right. Well, things are already kicking off and we haven't even started the session yet. So let me cut this off before it gets too gruesome. And let's just jump into the recap. 
So last time on Escape from Wolf Arm, the gang found themselves still in the pyramid of the Band of Atomism, but in preparation of finally leaving. They made some final preparations while also meeting the twin brother of Knives, Vash, who showed up at the pyramid to collect the body of Knives as he was passing away and was warned of this by a ring that Knives, or that he was wearing. The band, or the gang themselves, then had one last meeting with Calypso before finally collecting their packs and heading out into the tsunami of a rainstorm that is the outskirts of Ganymede. And over the next couple days, really it was just some dice rolls, folks, don't worry, it wasn't actually two days of recording stuff, the gang made their way through the outskirts of Ganymede, uh, away from the flooded streets, trying to make their way back to the southern entrance of Ganymede Square to enter back in there and find out what information Bart may have. But before they could get back there, on the second night, they made camp in a steel warehouse building. And after Avery kept watch, oh actually no, that was last time, I apologize. As Virian kept watch, some figures were seen in the distance. Six of them, to be precise. Six hulking beasts, known as bullets, began to make their way from the street and to surround this metal building that our gang finds themselves in. But it's time to jump back in. But we're actually going to go just a little bit into the past to kick off this episode. Because we need to go to Wyatt. Wyatt, as you all arrived in the warehouse and Virian volunteered to take first watch and you knew that you had second watch this night, Damien went to the top floor, floated up there very creepily, and Avery, like a sack of potatoes, just passed out on the moldy straw on the ground floor. You, however, followed Virian up to the second floor, and while Virian made their way over to the window, Sitting on a bucket and staring out of it, you made your way to the other side of this walkway, laid out your bedroll, and laid down, and tried to get yourself a little sleep. You thought that sleep would come hard to you, as your life has been kind of thrown for a loop over these past few weeks of being a part of the gang. But thankfully, with all the walking, the rain, And, you know, really the lack of not eating that much while you're actually traveling, sleep hits you like a Mack truck. And before you know it, you're out. (laughs) Wyatt, you drift off to sleep, and suddenly you awake, and you open your eyes. (laughs) But you look around, and you're no longer in a steel warehouse. You're in a restaurant. You recognize this pastel-colored decorum, these cheap vinyl boots, the huge, long counter with the chairs sitting at it. This is the Shake Shack. You're back at Angel Grove. 
Okay. What the hell? I look at my wrist, is it my morphine still there? Make me a perception check. Uh, that is, uh, only a ten. Morning. Wyatt, you look down at your left wrist where your morpher has been for almost at this point a millennia, it feels like. And there's nothing there. And as you look at your hand, it's much smaller. The scars and things you've accumulated in your adult life and through training and everything aren't there. Smooth skin. Childlike, almost. Is there anything nearby I can see my reflection in? Wyatt, as you... Is there a knife or a spoon on the table or anything? As you kind of look up from your bare left wrist, you look at the table that you're sitting at, and you see one of the classic napkin holders. Sheened, bright, or polished steel. And as you pick it up and you look at yourself, you're a boy. You, this is... You're, this is you when you were 12. Okay. I... I pinched myself to try and see if this is real or not. You... Grab the flesh of your cheek with your fingers, and you feel the supple little kind of pull as your child cheeks kind of bend and then flick back into your teeth, making that weird little popping noise that it always makes when you do it. I look around for anyone I recognize. Make me a perception check. That's more like it. 18 plus 3, 21. Wyatt, the entire Shake Shack is empty. There is not a sign of life in this entire building. There are no empty plates on any of the tables. No half-drank drinks. Nothing. You are alone in this restaurant. No you way. can, however, hear the sound of the grills going in the back. What gives? I, I jump out of my chair and I begin to walk through the Shake Shack towards the kitchen. I can hear noise comes on there, so better the girl. I'm like. Hello? Ernie? Estelle? Lieutenant Stone? Anyone? 
quiet, you make your way through the Shake Shack and calling out these names and there's no response at all. You reach the kitchen door, pushing it open. You look into the kitchen and there's no one in here. Grills are going. Can I see what's cooking? If anything is cooking for that much? As you look at the grill, Wyatt, you just see just the entire grill is filled with burgers. No one doing anything with them, but just filled from one side to the other. Does it, does it smell like. Um, can I see motor burger and everything? Do they smell. Oh, it smells delicious in here. God, that takes me back. Like I never left. This can't be a dream. Right. Let's, um... I guess I should have a look around elsewhere. There's no one in here. I will turn and leave the kitchen again and head towards, uh, and head back out into the restaurant area and then head. So why? What do you want to do? Uh, I'm going to head back through and wander and try and go outside outside. Sure. Uh, you make your way once again easily through the Shake Shack, completely empty once again, no one here at all. And you step outside and make me another perception check, please. Uh, on your nine. Wyatt, once again, there's no one out here on the streets at all. Hello? 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 Right, I was right, just shout out loudly as he starts to walk down uh, the street. Just if anyone's here. Wyatt, you begin to walk the streets of Angel Grove. And once again, you see no one at all. Empty storefronts, bikes, cars, everything to say that there should be life here, but not a single soul is found. Where is, where is everybody? Why? Why am I alone? Quiet. Can you make me a perception check, please? I'm gonna switch my dice. Try and get better. There we go. Nineteen plus three, twenty-two. 
quiet as you're kind of just talking out loud to yourself. You find yourself on a street that you don't recognize. Buildings that you haven't seen before. Dark stone buildings. Massively tall. Bigger than anything that you've ever seen in Angel Grove. Oh, well, I don't remember this. Can I see what was behind? Can I see the, the road behind me still or not? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can still see as you kind of turn back around, you look and you see regular Angel Grove behind you. Kind of light pastel colors of it. The sun shining. As you realize you're standing amongst all these buildings, you don't know if it's that how tall they are, that they're blocking out the sun, or if it actually got darker as you seem to walk between them. This is super, super freaky. Well, I will cautiously begin walking into a darker area. Just further down the street? Mm-hmm. Wyatt, you keep walking, and the buildings seem to get taller, and it gets darker and darker as you keep walking, until finally you reach what seems to be a dead end, as you just stand, and you stand in front of one of these giant skyscrapers, and as you look up and up and up, you can't even see the top of it. Is there anything written on the front of the building? No. There are no windows either on the building at all. It's just a huge, black, stone, almost monolith-like building. I can still remember everything that happened in Ulfarm, can't I? Oh, yeah. You remember falling asleep on the walkway floor? You... Mm. What is going on here? Wyatt, can you make me a dexterity save, please? I can. Not too bad as a... Uh... That is a 14 plus 3, 17. Wyatt, as you are staring up at this huge monolith of a building, and just kind of once again, what is going on here as you say it out loud to yourself, suddenly you feel below you the ground actually shake. And you take a moment, but you maintain a... Um, maintain your balance. You manage to maintain your balance. There we go. That's the words I wanted. As you stand and below you, a huge crack in the ground actually cracks right between your feet 
And as it goes towards this huge black building, and as you look at it, this crack seems to make its way straight up this huge monolithic building, up and up, beyond even where you can see. And as the I'm, ground... Oh. I'm going to jump to the side in case it cracks while I'm, if I'm standing over it. Sure, yeah. You dive to the side, and as you stare at this crack, go up and up and up, the ground beneath you just rumbling, shaking you as you lay on the ground, and you stare up, and suddenly this massive black monolithic stone building... You see it almost kind of wiggle, it seems, before just a huge sploosh of black liquid starts falling from the top, and this huge black monolithic building just begins to collapse, and Wyatt, as you lay on the ground, you suddenly are washed into this huge cascade of a tidal wave of black goo-like liquid that begins to wash you back down these darkened streets. And as you're rushed along with the this giant tidal wave of liquid, you can see in front of you Angel Grove getting closer and closer. And as you get closer and closer to Angel Grove, you actually see standing hundreds of feet tall over all of these buildings, a massive Megazord standing looking like it's ready to fight. As it stands there, staring at you. And why? Can I get another perception check from you, please? Yes, that is a 16. Wyatt, as you're being swept along by this tidal wave of black goo, you actually kind of spin around as this liquid keeps pushing you. And as you look behind you, it's not actually a wall of black goo. This almost looks like a massive slug-like creature. You can see fiery black eyes at the top as this rolling just black goo kind of rolls across this huge plain, sucking in more of these buildings that you went by as they all turn to goo and begin to join with this. And as this massive kind of tidal wave of goo grows bigger and bigger, you are being lifted into the air, Wyatt. And as you are, you are almost probably chest level height of this Megazord, hundreds of feet in the air, as you are just catapulting faster and faster towards it. And just as you are about 50 feet from this Megazord, the Megazord cracks back or hurls back its fist, about to throw a punch before this black goo, just with you at the front of it, Wyatt, this tidal wave just boom, slams into this Megazord. And you are kicked in the head as Virian goes, What? Wake up! Ah! <sighs> Me just wondering if I've given Wyatt slight brain damage for a moment. I didn't mean to catch him in the head. I'm doing for his ribs. <laughs> Vivian? I, I, I just put my hand over Wyatt's mouth. Just, just, just a moment. I'm sorry for kicking you, but. We need to get ready to fight or run. And I don't think we can outrun you, so, you know. Okay. 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 Are you okay? Now that we're done, talk about it later. But 
I don't like sleeping with her that way now. Um, I have I still mess if I got actually gotten to message Damien at this point, like wakey wakey, eggs and bakey. Uh, yeah, you could definitely send a message to Damien. Damien would be in a trance right now, so, uh, Damien, what, uh, what's your trance state like? Do you, would you receive the message? I mean, Damien doesn't actually trance, because... Oh, yeah, you're gonna ask me. Sorry, I was thinking you were, sorry. He just kind of has, like, ten minutes. He has, like, ten minutes on, ten minutes off, constantly. So... Anything, any message or noise or things would wake him up. So Wyatt going, ah, would probably have woken him up. Uh, well, you receive the message from Virian then. Or whatever you would like to say, Virian. I think it probably just says something along the lines of the creatures are here. Tim kind of bolts upright from where he like, was leaning against the wall and was like, Replies in message. Fight or run. Um, Barry doesn't answer right away because he's trying to get Avery's attention now, who's, from what I can remember, sleeps with one eye open. So, you know, he's just looking scary down in the hay. PS robot. <laughs> Same sort of thing, it's trancing, but. but undead trancing. So, in Par- it's apparently, I, I'm in an unconscious state, yet I'm still conscious. I don't know, wording. Or can you be full of creative wording that makes sense? Um, it the means main... you're aware, so yeah, Virion could get you. You get a message from Virion that just says, Move! Yeah, 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 as I stand up to um, Varian's message, do I hear anything from outside, or do I just hear the weather? You can't hear anything from outside, especially being in a metal building like this. The actual sound of the rain hitting it kind of sounds like constant gunshots going off. I'll grab the um, bedsheet that was using and um, head upstairs. What's wrong? Things out in the rain. You, did you see at all what they looked like? I'll make me way up to the window. Try not, try not to be like too obvious. Like it's not, not like one of those horror movie things where they like slam themselves against the window, make as much noise as possible. Just like creep up in till I can see over. Avery, you make me a stealth check. I'm very good at stealth. Not really. And on the 19, I should be okay. Uh, what the hell is my modifier? Plus three. So 19 plus three. Avery, you getting low to the ground, kind of creep your way around this walkway, keeping your steps very light on this metal ground or metal corrugated floor. And as you make your way around to the one window, kind of peek your way over the out the side and 
you don't see anything for a second as it is completely black out and the rain with the rain it's just even your dark vision doesn't help until suddenly a flash of lightning and a thunderbolt goes off and you can see three large probably about the size of rhinoceroses standing at where the front door where you all entered into this warehouse is you can only see the backs of them and as the lightning uh goes off the like light actually kind of shimmers off of their backs but they just seem to be standing right outside of this door right now zoom did not pick that up alex no Um, I'll just, like, gently head back to the others. Whatever they are, they're fairly big things. Uh, Deanne, you said three went round the other side of the building, didn't you, last time? You did see three, you saw six creatures, and you saw three of them come towards the front, and you saw three of them break off, yes. There is only that one front window on the building, so you don't know, you know they just went to the left of the building. Okay. Um, obviously keeping my voice as low as I can, but still being heard over all the noise. There were six of them, and if they've just vanished, I think they've gone around. Is there another way in down there? Besides, I don't think we need that much to get in. Pack tactics would indicate cut off every route of escape. If we know they're out the front, then we go out the back and those three get us. So I say up and out. Uh, as you, as Damien does point up, you all do see that Damien didn't uh, put the, point this out to everyone the first time, but when they went up to the third floor, as this was probably like a grain silo or some other kind of use of that in its past life before it was dropped in Ulfam, there is a kind of opening in the ceiling that is sealed off right now, but there's definitely an opening on the top that clearly could be opened, and things were clearly dumped through it, so it's a pretty big opening on the top of the roof, but it is sealed at this time. Hmm. Well, that all been done in message, or is that out loud, Damien and Darian? I mean, unless you're in the group chat, it would be out loud because I don't I... think someone out in the group chat. Darian added to you to the group chat last time. I so. Darian, Darian did, yes, Darian did, yes. Stop trying to play the martyr. You say it every time that you're not in the group chat, and someone adds you to it every time. Yeah, I have you on mute. Doesn't mean you're not in the chat. I just is there, Sorry. Is, is there a way up to the next floor without levitate or fly? 
Yes, you can get up to the there is the ladder that you use to get to the second floor also continues up to the third floor walkway. Okay, I'm gonna start climbing the ladder. Damien's just extra. <laughs> sure, uh, you can make your way up to the third floor. It, what are the other three of you doing? Are you going up to the third floor as well? Are you staying on the second floor? What well, going up? Oh, I was already on the third floor. I was just kind of looking down the ladder to talk to them. Smart. So the other three of you join Damien up on this third floor walkway. Once again, it's just about a five uh, five foot wide walkway, so there's more enough room for you all to move up here. Um, this building is decently tall. Uh, it's about 50 feet tall in total. And each of the floors was a different like height. The first floor was only about 12 feet tall. The second floor was about 20 feet tall. And this last floor is about another 18 feet up. So you can now all see this opening that's been sealed on the roof, but it's about 18 feet above you. Is it just like a, a hatch? Is it, is it see-through? Is there any, like, can you see through at all? Uh, make me an investigation check there, Wyatt. Well, that's not good. Uh, plus two is five. It's metal. <laughs> it's definitely not see-through. You can tell by looking up at it that it's 100% metal. And as you hear the rain ricocheting off of it, the sound definitely gives that away as well. Yep, that is a metal piece of roofing. Okay. Weak points on it. Sorry, what was that? Any, like weak points on it that I can see because it because you said there was like a seam on it didn't you if I was correct yeah uh, Avery you can make an investigation check if you'd like uh, that is a 12 from the dice so where the hell's intelligence 21 all in Avery as you look up to this metal piece of roofing you can see as uh, you're looking up, there are hinges on one side. And as you kind of follow the seam around, you notice there are no hinges on the other side. So you assume this must flip open. Right. By the looks of it, it flips open from this point. But how much noise is it going to make is another question. Also, what the rain noise decides and what we do. I use Mage Hand to try it. How much weight can Mage Hand lift? I think if I move, it's about up to 10 pounds. 10 pounds, yeah. Damien um, takes a second, but a magical hand kind of goes up. And none of you see it. There's no like actual like hand that appears. But Damien, you can feel that it's pushing. It's too heavy for this mage hand to open this door. That's too heavy for normal lift. So we're not going to be able to lift it quietly. It's either we break the hinges and just GTFO or... 
Unless someone wants to do heavy lifting whilst in midair. Aaron looks at Wyatt. Yeah, um, stares at the martial character. Good try. Okay, here we go. Um, obviously, as a warlock, I'm forced to cast it up, cast it to fourth level. But I'd like to cast fly on myself and Wyatt. Oh, he looks so dumb. Once again, Matt, not him. Once again, a little bit of sparkly energy kind of makes its way around your hand, Virian, before the sparkles kind of cover you, and with kind of just a little blow uh, from your breath on your hand, Wyatt, you're suddenly also covered in sparkles, and you can kind of feel that weightless feeling once again that you felt in the library. This will never not feel cool. Not the time, Wyatt. Just saying, it does. Who's trying to help? Okay, um, so I will fly up to the hatch, um, and say when? Straight away? Or am I waiting for a, like, a lightning crack, or what? Actually, two questions for the DM when he comes back about the door. Uh, DM. Yes. Sorry, how wide is this door again? Uh, it's about 10 by 10. It's a big piece of metal. Okay. And if you remember, the building is 50 by 50 itself. So... big square building. So this... I admittedly very won't be much help in this, given his noodle arms. I guess we could both try and push it. And... Cool. Say over to the other two, not to the idea. If either of you want to come and help... Hey, Chand. <laughs> it's all I've got to push at the moment. Because I don't want to use a fifth level slot. Grim mutters something under his breath that isn't very nice. He goes to start trying to push. Wyatt will join. The two of you float up, and both of you kind of put a shoulder into this massive door. And can I get strength checks from both of you? We'll say strength yeah. athletics. Thank you, Chad. Oh no, that's the same thing for me. Oh boy. 16. <laughs> With nothing added to it. 16 me, but I plus 6 to my 22. Both of you flying up, kind of both brace yourselves, shoulder against the door, or this massive ceiling door, and you both... And it's a weird thing, because I don't really know how momentum works with fly, but we'll say, just like a Viltramite, you create your own once you're flying. So that you literally, both of you kind of just steal against nothing, and you begin to push, and as they do, Avery and Damien, even over the rainstorm, 
you just hear the creaking noise of these hinges that haven't been touched in let's be honest who the fuck knows how long but they slowly but surely you can see this door begin to open Wyatt, Virian, both of you even as this just cracks open the amount of water that just begins to deluge through this crack you are both immediately drenched Ah. and Avery and Damien you see almost like a makeshift waterfall begin to just pour from the ceiling straight down the middle of this room hitting the hay in the middle of the floor all the way down there 50 feet on the ground the two of you keep pushing though Until finally, you push it so that there's about a five-foot gap in it. The door isn't completely open, but as you push it, it almost kind of locks in place at this spot as the hinges kind of... And even with as much might as the two of you can muster, you keep trying to push, but it seems that this is as far as it will go. So is that big enough gap? Okay. You first. So that's a big enough gap to get through. Oh yeah, it's. Think of it. It it looks like a hatch that's kind of like it's a triangle like that. So at this point, it's making almost like an isosceles triangle uh, on its side, so that there's an opening on the bottom of it. Okay, Varian's gonna just fly it through. Basically patting Wyatt on the arm and saying, come on, muscles, time to go. Wyatt half smirks and falls at a half holiday continent and will follow. Hey, it was delivered with complete, like, genuineness? Sincerity. That's the one. Alright, I'll see you. And, and, um, Damien. Uh, before you... No, it's fine. You can do that first. All right. Uh, you guys fly on yourself and Damien. And then are you going to both fly out of the hole of the roof as well? Okay. Uh, and then uh, after you fly out the hole, what is your plan, Virian? Um, honestly, just keep going straight up for a minute. Because whilst it's dangerous, I don't think those things on the floor can fly. But they might be able to jump, so, you know, distance. Sure. Uh, about how high are you trying to fly? Um, it's like a different plan. I'm going off at a slight angle, so then I'm not just flying straight up into the storm. Sure. And are you heading back towards the road? Um, actually, hold on. As you fly up, you're the first one out. Make me a perception check. Okay. Uh, normal or disadvantage? Uh, you can make this one normally. 12 plus 6, 18. Virian, as you fly up into the air above this uh, warehouse that you were in, you immediately look down and you can see as a flash of lightning hits, you can see the three massive bullets standing out in the front of the building. And as you look, you can see the other three standing at the left side of the building, also staring. All six of these bullets seem to be staring in towards the building. None of them moving, though. As you fly up, 
you see the massive stone path that you all walk that leads back to the road. And you, as you look behind the building, you see a massive mud pit that kind of leads then into what looks to be a now makeshift lake from all of this rain. As you can see, kind of rubble and other stuff just batted around this area. You fly up, though. Uh, so which way are you going to fly, though? So now that you know what's what. Um, for a minute, I'm kind of going to hover above the path we were on. Just looking down at these creatures of pigs. Sure. And uh, about how high up are you? Scary high. Um, I'm going to drop myself until I'm about a 40 foot in the air. 40 foot in the air? Okay. Yeah. And Wyatt, you are following after Virian? Uh, yes, I am, yes. Uh, did you follow right after, or did you wait a second? Uh, maybe a few, maybe like a second and a half, maybe, but following, yes. Couple seconds. And then, Avery, you are casting Fly on yourself and Damien, and are uh, you two then heading up as well? Yeah, I'm seeing where Virian stops, I'm going to um, head up that Head up that way as well. Sure. I'm gonna s- stay on the roof and just try and get a look of which way we're meant to be going next. Virian, you kind of floating above, about probably like ten feet away from the building, forty feet in the air, staring down. At these bullets, you're actually you're you know lower than the building now at this point. So you can see Damien standing on the edge of the roof as uh, Wyatt as well crests and just gets over the edge of the roof, and then Avery as well kind of flies up and crests over the edge of the roof. Virian, as you are looking down at these bullets, suddenly you feel. Kind of like a bit of something break inside of you. And I need both Virian and Wyatt to make me dexterity saving throws at disadvantage. Dexterity saving throws. At disadvantage. At disadvantage. Uh, Okay, dokie. Got the 20. Fifteen. I also got to drop a twenty. Got a thirteen plus five is my lowest. Virian, you feel something break inside of you. Not anything actually internal. But the piece of magic that you had cast that was holding you and Avery in the air as you feel the spell fly dispelled from you and you immediately begin to fall straight down. Wyatt, as Virian is the one who is holding the magic over you, you feel the sparkly energy snap away from you as gravity once again takes over and you begin to crash straight towards the ground. How high are we? 40 foot. 
Well, this is never a good sign when your magic starts fucking around with you. <laughs> Anti-magic zone, of course. Well, that's a traditional happening, so... Yes, but what else is out there? Alright, what were you gonna say there, Avery? Um... As I see that happen, I will just out of instinct cast further fall. Roll me a d20. Oh no. Uh, not bad. Uh, 19 on the dice. Avery, in this tsunami of a rainstorm, and in the darkness that is this whole thing, there was no lightning at this moment. On an odd, you don't see Virian or Wyatt began to descend. Virian, Wyatt, both of you almost at the same seconds as this magic as this magic disappears from you and you fall. Both of you tuck your shoulders, and as you hit the ground, Virian, you 40 feet in the air, Wyatt, you 50 feet in the air. You feel your bones crunch as they slam into this hard stone ground. Virian, you will take 20 points of bludgeoning damage. Wyatt, you will take 25 points of bludgeoning damage. <laughs> and I will need everyone now to roll me some initiative. All right. So we'll go around the table. Avery, what'd you get for initiative and what is your AC and HP? I got a 15 on initiative. My AC is 14 and I have a whole gigantamax amount of health equaling 63. All right, Virian. I got 18 for initiative. After falling, I have 76 HP currently, and I have 18 AC. Wyatt! Uh, I rolled a 14 for initiative. Armor class is currently 16, and uh, hit points 59, thanks for that fall. And Damien. I got a 17 for initiative. I have 71 hit points and I have an armor class of 15. Right then. Well, let us jump then into battle, or at least the initiative. So, we kick off the fight, and right away. What you all... Can I get a perception check from everyone? 14. 26. Can I get uh, perception checks from both uh, Avery and Virian, please? Perception. 
16 plus what, sorry? Six. Wyatt, you're too stunned from the fall still, but the other three of you hear a whistle kind of play on the wind once again for a second. And Damien, being up on this roof, you kind of look about and you know that it came from this area. It's not on the wind as much as this whistle came from somewhere nearish to you. But now we go, Virian. It is you are first to act. Okay. Of the gang. Um After getting up after probably being stunned for a moment, can I feel my magic at all? Uh make me a perception check. Oh yeah, you feel your magic. You can feel the power coming off of your spell book. You can feel just the general inner magic that you've been given by your patron. So I have no idea what the hell just happened then, or...? You know that fly suddenly stopped working. We'll count that as your free object interaction, even though you're not an object, Virian. Um. I'd like to cast False Life on myself. Go ahead. What does that do for the tape? Okay, if you want the exact description. Let's see. Bolstering yourself with a necromantic facility of life, you gain 1d4 plus 4 temporary hit points for duration, and that duration is 1 hour. Nice! So that's a beefy seven temporary hit points, which, you know, is better than nothing when you're a caster. Virian, it's almost as if the sparkles in your skin almost intensify for a second as you feel this vitality kind of fill your body. And the rest of you, Wyatt, you're actually the only one probably close enough to see this as you're on the ground with them. But you do see uh, Virian almost sparkle a little, a little bit more in the rain. First time in a long while I've actually used a wizard spell. Then, can I use my movements to try and make a wide, start making a wide arc around to the build, side of the building that isn't currently occupied? By yeah, definitely. Uh, you will need to use half your movement to stand up as you are prone on the ground from the yeah. fall. But then you can begin to move that way. Okay. Uh, what is your movement? Uh, it's half rounded down. Is 17 foot left. Yes. 
Uh, so yeah, uh, you can then, if you're looking at the wonderful battle map that I got for you, uh, you can make your way then all the way up to about H7. Uh, so you're off the stone path and you're now on to actual ground. Just checking myself for like broken bones, I guess. Making my Mr. Wyatt as I sneak off. Well, that will end your turn unless you have any uh, bonus actions or anything else you would like to do. Cool. Uh, you did use a what wizard spell, you said, correct? Yeah. Uh, can I quickly get you to roll a d20, please? Yes. Twelve. You're fine. All right, we move on in the initiative order. Let us next go to Damien. Who finds himself still up on the roof. But you can still feel the power of fly active as you see Avery kind of flying about a good 10 feet to your right. So, the whistle is nearby, yes? You know it's in this area. Is it the same whistle I heard on watch the night before? Uh, make me an insight check. Uh, 15. You are 95% positive that this is the exact same whistle you heard before while you were on watch. So, potentially something's tracking us under this. That's like an indicator? No fucking clue. Um. Okay. So, the three that went around the other side of the building. Four, yeah. five, and six. Yeah. Can I see them from my, like, point on the roof? Uh, if you're. Um, kind of on the front by where the door is, no, you wouldn't be able to see them. They're about good, you know, 25 feet to the other edge of the building from where you are. You're kind of right in the middle of the uh, building roof. Is Wyatt still right next to 1, 2, and 3? Yes, Wyatt is on the ground right behind 3. Use area of effect spells, Caden. It's <laughs> a bad idea, Caden. Also, do I care? Did you get her? Live camera footage of a gecko, everybody. It's moved. It got all the way to the other camera. It's like magic. His name is Loki. Not to be confused with my cat, Loki. Please. Looking his ass currently. He has the most vicious side eye you've ever seen. Uh, the locust in his cage, and it died when he saw it. Oh, I don't really have anything majorly helpful here, so. Uh... 
I'm gonna, because of visibility issues in the rain, and also just to keep their attention. Sorry, not sorry if this hits you, what? But I'm gonna cast Sickening Radiance on 1, 2, and 3. Sure. Jesus it's, fucking Christ! It's a 30-foot sphere, so it should be able to get all three of them. Oh yeah, they're they're within a 30-foot sphere. It's about... Yeah. Counting hexagons. We're yeah. about there. Uh, why it definitely will be also in that sphere. Oh no. Anyway. Because to, you know, get all three of them, you kind of have to center it on the, like, middle point between them, and why it is definitely in that kind of radius then. Oh no. Alright, uh, so what does Sickening Radiance do for the tape? This is a fourth level Warlock spell in which dim greenish light spreads within the sphere. It sp- it creeps around corners and lasts until the spell ends. When it moves into that area or starts its turn there, it must succeed on a con throw or take 4d10 radiant damage. Suffer one level of exhaustion and emit a dim greenish light in a 5 foot radius for as long as the spell is held. Ooh. So it can't go invisible. All right, uh, so that'll uh, definitely one, two, and three. We'll be making those con saves, uh, and why it will as well. What do we got to beat here? Nineteen. Woo! Because with my new wand, my new magic rod of the Pact Keeper, my my DC for these have gone way up. Boy, my God, I've got um, Constitution at Wazoo. That's a dirty 20. <laughs> it's on your turn, right? Yeah, but I'm going to do it at the start of the turn, so. It's in the bank, at least. Uh, so it's at the start of their turn? Yep. Or if they move into it. So if 4, 5, and 6 move into that space for any reason. Cool. All right, then. Uh, are you going to use any of your movement then? Or are you going to kind of keep your watchful spot from this roof? I'm going to stay on the top where I can see. Awesome. All right. Uh, the rest of you kind of see Damien even in this pouring rainstorm. And Damien, it takes a second, but you feel like the magic in you swell as this kind of green energy kind of envelops almost like this whole like front half of this green path. And instead of like there being black and or like black grout between these little stones, it almost looks like the ground itself has become like radioactive as this green energy kind of illuminates this whole path under these three bullets and Wyatt. But uh, with that ending your turn, we will go on to our next combatant and we go to Avery. Avery, you are flying 50 feet in the air. You are currently at, say, about H10, right off the edge of the roof. Okay, so how much movement would it cost me to, like, be level on the roof? So if my magic was to cut out, I would fall onto the roof again. Uh, I mean, you're only really five foot, like, one square away from the roof. You didn't really make it that far, so it only costs five of your... 
uh, movement to move back so that you're hovering over the roof. back onto the roof just in case um varian and that w is wired yeah um how are they within 20 foot of the bullets uh wyatt still is um as he hasn't got a chance to move yet he's about he's five foot from b3 he's right behind them varian is actually now on the same plane as you they're actually at h7 so um they at this point are probably yeah, uh, they're almost, they're just about at the edge of 20 feet from B1. So if I was to use a spell with a 20-foot radius, it, would, it wouldn't it would hit Varian. You could probably center a 20-foot spell so that it wouldn't even hit Wyatt. The fact there was a 30-foot I... sphere is kind of why it, why it had to be included to get all three of them. A 20-foot, is it a cone? Um, it is a... 20 foot sphere mm. aimed at a point that I choose. I think you could. It's it's small enough that I'm going to say you could hit the three bullets without the, the extra 10 foot is what made it so that Wyatt is encompassed in the zone of sickening radiance. Okay, so Avery seeing them in trouble puts um, hand into each hand into his component pouches. As he um, pulls Batch out of the other and Sulfur out of one. And as he slaps his hands together and fire starts to form, he shoots out what looks like a fireball, but as the fireball shoots out of his hand, it turns into like a black lance. As I'm going to cast Necrotic Lance on them. Nice. And for the tape, what does this do? Okay, so to put it into. So to describe it, it's um, it takes the appearance of like a seven-foot-long lance made of necrotic energy, but as it hits the ground or hits a target, it explodes like a fireball does. So in simple text, it's fireball but necrotic damage. So they must make a DC 19 deck save. Uh, that is a fail for all three of them. Okay. Uh, you're not fucking let's upcast it. So they'll take 9d6. Seven dice, so we're rolling seven first. They take 35 necrotic damage. Whew. Avery, you hover a little bit over so that you're over this roof before charging this purplish, blackish energy ball in your hand that charges for a second before launching out, creating this huge black and purple energy lance that slams into the ground right at B2's feet, blowing up 
into this kind of gross black and purple energy that kind of encompasses all three of them. As you see these three bullets kind of roar and like twitch with pain as all three of them kind of twitch and then kind of readjust themselves and uh, look about for whatever did this to them, but they don't look up to see you. But Avery, uh, would you like to do anything else? Uh, no, that one's my turn. All right. Well, then, we move on to our next combatant, and we move on to the first bullet to act, and this will be B4, who is one that is around the corner of the building and none of you can currently see. But, Wyatt, as you're kind of laying on the ground in this energy like you look down you see that the ground itself is glowing radioactively and you look up to be five foot from this other bullet that's now after being hit by this necrotic lance has turned itself and you can see it kind of twitching and it's staring at you but as you stare at this one suddenly you hear a thundering of steps as you turn your head to the right and you see another bullet charging from around the corner of this building before it leaps 30 feet into the air and it will slam down on the spot you are at. Wyatt, you're prone still, aren't you? Yep. Cool. Uh, that (laughs) That means you automatically fail this dexterity saving throw as this massive rhinoceros sized bullet flies through the air and slams down basically right on top of you as its claws rip your uh, side and the ground itself almost kind of explodes and launches you 10 feet uh, backwards. So you will be launched actually out of the sickening radiance back to H5, but you will be taking some damage. And, uh, Caitlin, what does uh, that bullet have to roll for now landing in a sickening radiance? Constitution saving throw. Beat in 19. Give me one second. I will do that after I roll some damage for Wyatt. All right. So, Wyatt, you will take... You will take 15 bludgeoning damage, and you will take 14 slashing damage. Um, bludgeoning and what damage? Bludgeoning and slashing. Bludgeoning and slashing. That non-magical bludgeoning. That is, and non-magical slashing. I'm resistant to the bludgeoning. Well, that means you only take seven points of damage from it then. Okay, so seven points of damage for that. Um, and the slashing, how much? Fourteen. So Twenty-one away. Okay. Okay. You all see this bullet slam down into the ground and actually launching Wyatt through the air as he kind of just thuds into the ground about 10 feet away. But just as this bullet hits this 
ground and this green radiance kind of erupts from it. The bullet failed its con save, so you can roll some damage there. Caitlin slash Damien. Twenty-seven radiant, and it now has one level of exhaustion and is visible. It has five foot of light coming out of it. Okay, no stealth for you, Mister Sneaky Mole Man. You see this sickening, like green energy, actually envelop this whole massive rhinoceros-sized bullet for a second, and you see it almost kind of tear away some of the flesh and embed itself. As you see, just kind of now, this bullet is actually kind of glowing as it stands next to the other three, still all in this massive kind of glowing rock formation area of the stone pathway. But with that, that's all the bullet can do. So we move on to our next combatant, and we go to Wyatt. Okay, so how far have we pushed back? Uh, You got pushed back another 10 feet. So you are currently at H5, if you kind of go straight down. Lovely, H5, thank you very, very much. Uh, you're about 10 feet now away from B4, who's at H8, and, you know, 15 feet from the other ones so who are I'm, all... I'm off the path, if it were, then. No, you're still on the path. H5... Oh, I'm sorry, not H, L. I was going to say, uh, L5, okay, cool. I, I okay. meant L the whole time. That's okay, that's okay, that's cool. Uh, right, okay. Okay. Right, uh, well, I should use half my movement to get to my feet. That you do. Okay, which is, just for, that is, feet, I've got 15 feet left. Um, which ain't gonna get me nowhere. Um. It's time to use it. It's morphin time. All right. Don't roll your eyes, BK. I haven't done it once this whole campaign. <laughs> I haven't. Uh, can I get perception checks from everyone else, please? Wyatt gets struck by lightning and dies. The end. Hope not. <laughs> I've got. I, I'm. Very I'm not. In. I'm sorry, what was that, Virian? Uh, 12 woman. Also a 12. 23. No one notices. <laughs> Damien notices, he just doesn't care. Avery, Virian, uh, Virian, you have your attention fully on seeing these bullets uh, and this kind of like sickening, like radiance of energy coming from the stones. Avery, you're still kind of basking in the awesomeness of that lance you just launched and seeing the pain you caused them. Damien, from your vantage point up on this roof, you see on the stone pathway, a bolt of lightning hits off in the distance, and the whole area is illuminated for a second. As you see Wyatt hit his uh, left wrist, 
and you see a like almost ball of energy fall form around him for a second before everything goes dark as the lightning bolt goes the light goes away before another lightning bolt hits and as you see Wyatt standing and not in his red armor you see Wyatt in this black sleek almost like power armor he stands with red accents along the shoulders and red accents along the chest plate and the visor itself having like a red ring like around the very small like black like eye slot as you look out and even in your thinking of power rangers are super lame even you have to look at this and go well fuck he got an upgrade it's kind of cool like partly decent fashion sense but also partly how the fuck can he see out of that visor Two way. It's a two, like a two way miracle. Wyatt, as this energy kind of fades around you, you feel different. You feel stronger. As you look out onto this battlefield, you see all four of these bullets are suddenly like illuminated in little outlines before you see a little like arrow come on the like far right side and it's like two targets two targets and you just stand here and you're kind of in a little bit of awestruck dumbness as this is not what your ranger mode was before wonder if maybe using that book has kind of like unlocked something I wasn't aware of and basically take me to 2.0 as it were. But no time on the present, no time. I've got, I've got some, some arty kick. Um, I'm going to. Ba ba da ba ba. Right. First things first, I'm going to. I'm going to legend shift, if that is okay with you, DM. Oh, you did use your action to morph, uh, so you do have your bonus action. Okay, bonus, okay, so bonus action. I, I, okay, okay, I keep forgetting about that part. <laughs> I'm usually more before combat, that's why. Um, I will, I'm going to use, uh, I'm going to be stay ready pretty much because I can't react yet. So, I, I will use my 15 feet of movement I've got left to, I can move 15 feet to, um, try and get off the path in general. Sure. You going south or you going north? I will go uh, south on the map. Sure. Uh, you can definitely move three squares down. We will say you are now at 05. 05? Lovely. Right off the path. Okay, I'm going to keep breaking your track of the one I'm on. Lovely. All right. Well, get prepared because now time for a whole bunch of bullets to go because guess what folks even when i'm the dm i still can't fucking roll initiative so get ready first of all we go to b5 who is all the way around the side of the building none of you can actually see them at all wyatt your visor is like beeping at you but you actually can't see what they do at all 
And that will end their turn. Next, we go to B6. And Wyatt, you can see this one. And as a lightning bolt flashes, you see this bullet suddenly, his claws suddenly uh, slash out. And you see it burrow under the ground. Through this stone pathway that it was on. And you don't know where it went. But now those two are done. Can I use my uh, reaction to tell people in the group chat one ground at least one head? Sure. I'll say okay. you can use your reaction for that. Okay, thank you. But I have told everybody that at least two of my bear are buried underground. All I'm right. Guessing what, I'm guessing it's what the other one's done. And the corner. So next we're going to go to bullets one, two, and three. And I'm going to roll their con check right away all together just to see what happens. Cook them. Two of them pass with flying colors. One of them fails. Well, that one takes 36 damage. Apparently my dice seek death. Whew! Alright. You see bullet two, B2, the one in the middle of the other two, kind of as this green energy kind of erupts from the ground and it encompasses all three of them. But you see two of them kind of like stamp their feet onto the ground and kind of shake it off. But the one in the middle, this green energy kind of encompasses it completely and rips away flesh as it kind of drives back into the ground taking skin with it and you can see once again now glowing scratches along this bullet as you see this massive creature kind of breathing heavily as it looks like it's already been pretty messed up here in this first uh, round of combat but now it is actually b2's turn to act and you see this massive bullet kind of as it shakes off this green energy, though still glowing, kind of snort and stare about before you once again hear the whistle on the air. And this bullet stops snorting and you all see it dig as it burrows under the ground. And as that happens, you also see the other two bullets that are standing out on the ground, they both also burrow under the ground. And at that point, I then need a dexterity saving throw from Virian. Let's say 22. Virian, as you see this, the first bullet dig under the ground, you don't notice the other two. You see only their, like a brief flash of their tail as the other two burrow under. 
and before you have a second to react, suddenly you feel the ground beneath you actually give way. And as you begin to fall, you manage, though, to dive to the side as this huge space opens up underneath of you, leaving a sinkhole in this spot. But you are fine and will not take any damage. Aaron's already freaking out over everything that's happened so far. After his magic's cut out, he fell, and now there's a sinkhole. So, you know, things could be going a bit better right now. Uh, so, Virian, you are now at uh, B9. Or, yeah, B9. As there is that spot right next to you is now an open hole. And as you look down, it goes down about 10 feet. Okay. But that will be all for those three bullets. Uh, we will go back around to the top of the order. All right, uh, we go to Virian. What would you like to do? At this time, the only bullet you can see, there's still one bullet on the stone path who's still in the, like, sickening radiance, and they're actually glowing still, and they're about, say, about 15, 20 feet ahead of you. You say on the map there's a tree, and from what I can see, it's near roughly where I am. Oh, yeah, that tree is about 20 feet from you. As a wood elf, can I just climb up the tree? Hide in it, because it's natural phenomena. Sure. You want to cl- You want to go towards... How much movement do you have? Uh, 35 foot. Oh, sure. You can definitely make your way to the tree. I will need an athletics check to see if you can actually climb this tree. It is, thankfully, it's very wet, but it's one of those trees that has no leaves on it, so it's very branchy, and there's many, you know, grab places you could grab. Uh, that is a flat 16. Virian, you get about five feet up as you're, like, pulling yourself up in this tree before the branch that you have in your right hand snaps and you fall back down, standing at the base of this tree. You'll take no damage, but you kind of eliminated your easiest path up this tree with that branch breaking. Okay. Do something stupid. Let's use another next option. Um, hang on a moment. Just checking something. Sorry, my star just crashed. Oh, you're fine. Uh, I've had to get up about 30,000 times to soothe my wonderful daughter, so. I'm not going to be able to cut out everything of it. And even through the magic of editing, there's still going to be some awkward pauses, I bet, folks. So enjoy the music that I've chosen. Okay, so if I've got no easy escape, this is probably going to be that far home, really, isn't it? Some time back, Alex, mostly for aesthetic, reflavored a version of Summon Aberration for me. So I would like to cast that 
because if I can't escape, I should probably try and protect myself a little bit more. Sure, definitely. Uh, yeah, you can do that. And for the tape, uh, what is this? It's it is basically summon aberration, but it has been reflavored for Virion and his specific patron pack. So it's going to summon a shadowy, but also slightly like glittery human. I just like to imagine as cheesy as it sounds like the summoning circle appears on the floor and then the demon calls out of it. Virion. Once again, the you already have like an extra bit of sparkle to you, but the sparkles themselves seem to almost glow red for a moment as you put both hands out, and this magic incantation circle appears on the ground, and suddenly you see a clawed hand, black shadowy, pull itself up, and as it does, you can see on the fingers themselves just covered in jewelry, and as they pull another clawed hand out, you see the arm just covered in bangles. And as this shadowy demon pulls itself fully out, you see wearing a golden vest and golden shorts, this black shadowy demon decked out in jewelry and gold as it stands next to Virian. It shares my initiative count and it takes its turn immediately after the uh, fantastic. And uh, what uh, spell level is Summon Aberration? And was this a wizard or a warlock spell? This is warlock, so I've burned my other fourth level spots. Cool. Uh, so I assume that'll end Virian's turn, but then would you like to act as the Aberration? Yes. Um, how far away is the other warlock from me? Uh, at this point, about 40 feet. Okay. If I don't issue any commands, it takes the dodge action. Okay. It has um, an eye ray as a ranged spell attack, which has a range of 150 foot, so... Oh yeah, you got more than enough room to hit it then. Yeah. Uh, once again, the only bullet that you can currently see that is above ground is B4. Yeah. That's 11 plus 9, dodgy 20. Oh, that hits. Oh, no. Is that immune to psychic damage, though? Should have asked that first. No. Oh, cool. It's not much. It's 11 psychic damage in total. But, you know, it's, it's something. You see this glittery, shadowy aberration standing there with long claws 
and it doesn't really have a defined face to it, but you can see under the tiara that it's wearing, suddenly like red eyes form as these beams just launch out and slam directly into the eye of this bullet as you see it kind of ah, ah, and kind of look back at you. Dinged up, but still doing pretty well. Uh, would you like to do anything else with the aberration? Um, I'm going to tell it to move not that far away, but 10, 15 foot. Sure. Uh, back, like, which way? Kind of across from me. I'm just, I enjoy the mental image of my sparkly elf talking in Inferno. Very much so. And Language! <laughs> and uh, are you moving the aberration uh, east or west? East. Or I had to think about directions for a moment there. Sure. I just needed to know where to mark them on my map. Alright, uh, will that end the turn then? Yep. Cool. We move on from Virian back to the angry one themselves standing atop the roof. Damien, what's up? So, I heard the whistle again and then they all immediately borrowed. That is correct. So, by logic, that means something is either observing us and commanding it what to do or remotely doing it. Either way. I don't know exactly where this is coming from, and this the terrain is too fucking insane to try and pinpoint them down. Can I use. This is partly up to the DM's discretion, but I'd like to use my Dark Shard amulet that I got from the armory to cast Thaumaturgy. And I want to replicate the whistle that I heard. And I want to I want to try and replicate it to see if it responds to that sound or if there's like a magical connection or not. Because if so, then potentially I can confuse them and the others can attack. Sure. Uh you can we'll say this is your free object interaction because you perfectly recreate the whistle that you've heard with the cantrip and you see the bullet that you can see doesn't seem to react at all okay i'll turn off sickening radiance as those of them have already been in it it's kind of a one and done thing you see the ground stop glowing with this eerie green energy, but you do still see B4 with these glowing green scratch marks on it, so you can't it can't disappear. It's just B4 that's visible, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's correct. Well. I'm not moving from my position up top because I know these fuckers can jump and I'm not playing that game. 
So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna agonize and blast B4. Stupid face. You gotta love a good agonizing blast. Alright, roll to hit. It's two beams. That is an eighteen and a twenty-two. Both hit. Roll me some damage. Two D ten plus five. Boop Okay, one of those is a seven. The other one is a thirteen. So one. round twenty. Damien. You put both hands out, and it takes a second, but the black energy kind of congregates around your palms before these two beams launch out and slam into the face of this rhinoceros-sized bullet who's down in the path. And once again, this thing is kind of getting beat to shit as the only thing out in any of your view, and these beams actually knock pieces of its natural armor off of the side of its head, revealing you know, kind of fleshy underskin that's not used to seeing air at all as this bullet once again roars in pain as it's in. And it kind of just stamps on the ground looking about. But would you like to do anything else, Damien? No, we can't really do anything at this point because I don't have my fucking raven! I miss my bird. Damien has an internal missing of their bird for a moment up on the roof. But we move on in combat, because that costs nothing, to our next combatant, who is Avery. I forgot to, me- I forgot to mention it when we were downstairs, so I'll ask you now, because I feel like it would be force of habit, but it's DM's discretion. Um, could have I have grabbed Sylvie, put her back in head while we were downstairs, because I... To be honest, I forgot since that happened in the last session, Sylvie wasn't actually with Avery at the time. They were with um, Varian. Well, Sans Matt's poor decisions uh, when his character is drinking, this podcast is pro-cat. So, of course, without any problem from the DM, you could have grabbed the cat on your way to keep Sylvie safe. Sylvie can stay in the hood, or it's dry. Or ish. Oh yeah, P.S. If I didn't okay. mention, you are all fucking drenched as well. Uh, so what? So we got... Sorry, could you describe what ones are visible and active again, just because a lot's happened in one round? Once again, uh, you saw three bullets from your spot on the roof dig underground. Wyatt called out in the group chat 
uh, that the she saw another bullet go underground, and that possibly there was another one that went on. The only one that is visible right now for the bullets is B4, who is still on the stone pathway where they crashed down onto Wyatt all that time ago. They are on L uh, about 7 from where they are on the map. Uh, they are the only visible bullet at this time. They're looking... They're To put it in a meta sense, it looks like they've about had half their life almost taken away. Alright, this will hit. Uh, let's see. I don't know how good fire spells are going to be at this point with the weather, so I'm going to uh, cast Chromatic Orb. That's it. So that's roll, which is plus 11 at this point. Um... Seventeen. Eight plus eleven is no. Yes, nineteen. Uh, nineteen does hit. Okay. Uh, so that is. Yeah, I'm not going to burn a second. So three d eight. So he takes 15 lightning damage. We'll add an extra 5 onto that for the fact that even though they aren't wearing clothes, they are exceedingly drenched right now and with just pockets of water forming in all of their natural armor. So we'll say it took 20 points of lightning damage. As you swear for one second, as this Avery forms this like ball of energy that has all these different colors inside of it before almost Kamehameha waving it towards this bullet who's once again still standing out on the pathway and as this ball of energy slams into the back of this bullet it kind of explodes and for a second you swear you can see its bones as this bullet is electrified with lightning and you see once again just it roars in pain as it kind of staggers about, trying to regain its footing, as it kind of just looks about, as it's haggard breathing. <sighs> I basically don't have any bonus action stuff. Cool, and you're just going to yeah. keep maintaining your position, kind of hovering above the roof? Yeah. Cool. The roof is handy, so I'm going to keep the roof for now. All right, as it ends Avery's turn, we now go to B4, the bullet who stands breathing haggardly, just <sighs> glowing these with the green scratches all over its body, a piece of its natural armor missing from its head, bleeding from many different spots as it looks about and it finally turns and it stares at you, Wyatt, the only other one on the ground with it, as and from its standing position it just flies into the air like a springing uh like a bunny rabbit except for it's the size of a rhinoceros and covered in claws and wyatt i need a dexterity saving throw Jesus fucking christ 
Sorry, the fucking my nostrils. Okay. Okay, so I am. So Dex save, yeah. Okay, eighteen all in. Wyatt, this hagger, this bloody bullet flies into the air, and you see once again on this huge like, once again. You're, you see everything out. It's like you're not even wearing a helmet right now, except mm. for the fact that you have displays that keep popping up. And as this bullet flies into the air, you see this display. Literally, it calculates angular velocity. You see... And a little arrow on your visor uh, opens up. Move left. Move left. And without even thinking, you dive to your left as this bullet... Slams into the ground, and you will only take. You'll still take 15 points of bludgeoning damage, but you are not knocked prone, and you are just knocked to the side as this bullet lands directly next to you. So you will now go to. 15 bludgeoning. Yep. Uh, So that's half seven. Yep. And you will now be at 04. And B4 has taken the spot of O5. Okay. That's the interlocking suit. Okay. Uh, but that will end that bullet's turn as it can't do anything else. So, Wyatt, it is now your turn. Oh, this is gonna be fun. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm going to um, embrace. What you what um, you let me have at the last level up, Chad. Um, and I'm going to use something I unlocked when I was downloading, and I summon forth uh, some of the weaponry from the legendary mode without actually assuming the legendary mode. So I'm going to summon forth uh, the dragon shield and the dragon dagger. Wired. As you think these thoughts in your head, the visor displays, and you see Dragon Dagger, Dragon Shield, activated. And in your hands, almost like an ooze, kind of morphs from like part of your suit, goes into your hand and suddenly forms into a Dragon Shield and the Dragon Dagger. Okay, that is fucking cool. Terrifying, but fucking cool. So the gold, the golden shield is now over me as it would be on Tommy's out back in the day. Okay, cool, love it. lovely. That will give me a plus five to AC and has a and has thirty temporary hit points. So, okay, uh, okay, and you all see actually a pretty cool like gold V kind of form over the top of this metallic armor. And a green uh, and red dagger appears in Wyatt's hand. Hasbro, please don't sue me. <laughs> okay, so you're a battle ranger. You're fine. So well, now I've got like five minutes time for that. Okay. Okay. Um, can I then? Um, 
may I now um, strike um, like power of a dragon slash the uh, and boy like stab it through the head. I'll say this um, bullet is right next to you, so you can definitely yeah. make it. You can attack it, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna stab it in the head. Huh? Make me an attack roll. Lovely. I am gonna raise it to AC if you're aiming directly for its head. Mm, that sounds fair. Okay, that is a uh, sixteen. What is my bonus for? That's a plus six. It's twenty-two. Oh, that hits. Okay, cool. I wasn't sure how high you were raising it because of the. You know, so I'm glad that it was high enough. Um, okay, so that is one d ten plus one magical uh, piercing one. I mean, you do have multi-attack as well. Are you going to make multiple attacks? Because if so, you might as well just roll them right now. Uh, yeah. Why not? Why not? Why not? Uh, that one's only a dirty 20. Are you still aiming for its head? Uh, that one I will... Like, in, out, and then slash his legs. Okay. Uh, then that second one will hit as well. Okay, lovely, lovely, lovely. So, two, so... D10s to set for open. D10s behind that. Okay, 1d10. Um, that is a 9 plus 1 is 10 magical damage. 1 on the face. And that is a crit 10 plus 1 of the legs. Wyatt, this dagger from Ooze materializes into your hand. And just as quick as it does, you flick it around so that you're holding it in reverse stance, and you slash right into this uh, this bullet's jaw as it roars at you, and you just cut both sides of its mouth as it and like almost like tries to roar in pain, but its jaw kind of just flops down as you take the dagger and you actually slam it into the side where the armor had fallen out, and as you drive the dagger in, you actually feel it hit something, and this bullet goes. And then it just, you feel all of this weight kind of just slump to the side as it slowly slides off of your dagger and falls to the ground dead. I will uh, wipe the Can I have for my for my uh, object interaction, wipe the blade on, on the side of its body and then look around to see what's next. Yeah. Uh, for sure. You wipe the blood from the dagger and you look around to see now an empty battlefield except for your friends Virian and their aberration far to the left standing by a tree. Damien and Wyatt up on the roof. But with that, if that'll end your turn... Mm. You technically have your movement left if you'd I like to do something with that. I have my movement, but that would, it would take all my movement to re, to get half... Pretty pretty cross the, uh, the battle, the, uh, the path, but that wouldn't be really doing much. Um, so I'm on 04. Um, can I... I'm just going to move down to Q... Uh, Q6, please. Sure, right in front. Oh, those green things are bushes, P.S., yeah, if I didn't yeah, tell you. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah. So I can see around the corner. Yeah, that's totally fine. You move down a few spaces and just still holding this dragon dagger. Just kind of keep yourself ready. Mm. All right. But, uh. That'll end your turn then, Wyatt. Yes, that'll end my turn. Awesome. Well, that means once again, it's a bullet bonanza because it's time for all the other bullets to act. And with that, Virian, I once again need you to make me a dexterity saving throw. And uh, does your aberration float? Is it walking? Let me check that. That's not actually so. Yeah, it doesn't actually so. Well, what do you think? It's probably stirred. Cool. Uh, well, then I will also need a dexterity saving throw from your aberration. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so... Marion, that's a... For 20 plus 5, actually. As the aberration got a flat fridge. Virian, once again, you feel the ground beneath you begin to rumble, and as the ground beneath you begins to actually just fall away, you once again dive, and you will move over to E8 as the ground beneath you once again just falls away, and a ten-foot-deep hole suddenly forms in this five-foot square. You unfortunately land just in time to see your aberration, who at this point is probably about ten feet away from you still, from their standing spot, suddenly, and just fall straight down into the ground. And they will take 10 points of bludgeoning damage. Still alive. And a uh, quick question. Damien, were, are you hovering or are you standing on the roof? Oh, I'm standing. Cool. Uh, can you make me a perception check real quick, then? Uh, 23. Avery, as you're standing up here on this roof, you feel a quake go through this whole building as you're standing here. And you've been in earthquakes before, so you look out immediately and a flash of lightning shows you the fact that there's enough water puddles around everywhere that you immediately realize that it wasn't the ground, it was the actual building that was quaking. Well, shit. Uh, but with that, that will end all of the bullets turns. And we will go all the way back around to the beginning of the order. And 
It is Virian's go. Uh, but Virian, you can go ahead and what would you like to do? I would like to cast 10. 10 so floating disc. Because that gets me off the ground. And therefore I'm no longer making noise on the ground. But it's a sure. wizard slot. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so you feel the spell book kind of charge up as this floating disc of golden energy appears in front of you. And, and what does it do for the value of the tape? Sorry, I forgot to ask. It creates a circular horizontal plane of force, three feet diameter and one inch thick, that floats three feet above the ground in an unoccupied space of your choice that you can see within range. It remains for the duration, which is up to one hour, and can hold up to 500 pounds. Varian weighs a lot less than 500 pounds, so he's going to climb on that. Awesome. Uh, can you roll me a d20 right away, please? Yes. Oh no, <laughs> that's a four. The spellbook, but nothing happens as you step up onto this floating disc. Yeah. Okay, that's that's fine. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's one action. So that's all I've got. Okay. Uh, so you're just gonna stay here now on your floating disc. Uh, don't think I've gotten past the No, it's totally cool. Uh, your uh, summoned creature aberration is down in a ten foot pit. What would you like to do with them? Um, I don't want to see if it can jump right, but honestly, I can't remember how jump mechanics work. It's all in my head. What's its strength score? 16. Oh, I could jump out. Alright. Then it's just going to go. So you see the sparkly demon just leap, basically leap out of the hole. Boom, lands back on the ground, still in its all of its jeweled, glistening glory. Are there any visible bullets? I'm sorry I'm asking a lot of questions. It's just kind of hard to keep track of everything. That's no, on. no, that's that's completely understandable. No, there are still no bullets. The only one you have an idea that one of them has to be close underground to you as you keeps digging these holes under you, but that's all you really know. Okay, then I'm going to tell the aberration because it has. It's got 30 foot of movement. So I'm going to tell it to move. This one. To move down to. Now I'm going to call it C9 in the back. Sure. And then yeah. apologize to it just in case anything happens to it. You see this uh, jewel demon kind of lope its way up these to this next to this tree and these in between this tree and this mound of rubble as it just kind of looks at you standing on your floating disc. Once again, it doesn't really have a face, but you can still feel it's kind of looking at you and just kind of gives you a head nod. I think that's all I've got for this time. 
Cool. We then move on once again to our roof chilling Ganassi, Damien. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna flick down my my true sight goggles. I'm just I'm trying to figure out where where that whistle is coming from. Sure. And how much it's that? Clearly, someone commanding it, and I'm annoyed. <laughs> And how far of sight do the goggles give you? 120 feet. Sure. And where are you looking? I know it's in this area, and I know it has to be able to at least see that I'm stood on the building. So I'm kind of looking at the neighboring buildings, because it can't be stood on the ground, because looking up it wouldn't see me in the rain. I'm kind of sure. looking at similar levels to where I am. Uh, you are at this time, I will say before you say that, there are no buildings within a couple miles of you guys. This warehouse, that's why you guys stood or had to stay at this warehouse, as it's kind of in its own little spot. Is anyone in the trees? Sure, you can look over. Uh, which one of the trees are you going to check? The one in the north what? or the one in the south? Uh... Therian went north, I think. So, south. Sure, make me a perception check. There's 24. Damien, you flick down these goggles of true sight and turn your attention south. And as you glance over this stone path, past these bushes down to this tree you see nothing you go you go over Wyatt who's emanating a very powerful aura at this point but besides that you see nothing else that'll be your free nice. object interaction if you'd like to use your action uh, to keep scanning you can definitely do that do I keep scanning or do I actually help Virion's on a floating disc. Avery's yes. hovering nearby. Yes. And Wyatt's, I don't know, doing his best impression of Voltron down there. He's chilling by some bushes. Yep. The only one still on the ground is Wyatt. That is correct. How tall is this building? 50 feet. I still have a flight speed, so I'm going to use my movement to go down, and I'm going to cast Fly, and because Warlocks, we have to burn a spell slot, I cast it on Wyatt as well. In basically a get the fuck off the ground, these things are Earth. And um, are you going to fly towards um, Wyatt, or are you just kind of lifting off? Uh, I don't know I'm, what the range on fly is. Is it a touch spell? It's a touch spell, so I'm going to have to go down and kind of... I basically go down and just kind of kick him in the head. Ha! <laughs> I just kind of kick his helmet. And then go my other ten foot back up. Because safety. But Wyatt yeah. now has fly. You're welcome. 
Fantastic. Uh, we'll say then you are at Q7 while Wyatt is at Q6. But Wyatt, as Damien flies into the air and zooms down and almost, if you've seen Hocus Pocus, folks, when she kicks off Billy's head, it looks a lot like that where uh, Damien almost does a martial law kick, but doesn't hit him that hard, just enough to really, like, so he's like, his head kicks to the side and he knows that something happens. But it takes a moment, but Wyatt, you feel, and it's not a glistening energy this time, you feel almost this, like, dark energy cover your armor, and then you feel, once again, weightless. As you see Damien kind of whiz by, kick you in the head, and then fly straight up. Uh, But with that, that means we will go ahead and go to Avery, unless you have anything else, Damien. Cool. Avery, you're up to bat. What you got? Okay, so just to check, uh, Damien would have kept. Did Damien cast that at fourth level? So that means Virian and Wyatt both have fly now. Well, they couldn't get to. Virian's on the other side, so they're nowhere close right, to Wyatt. So it's, got a, it's third level. Right, so if you burn it on a fourth level warlock slot, that's two people. I'm currently stuck on a desk three foot above the ground. All right, so you, I've taken you over fly from you. So, so you still have it active on Avery, you. but because I've cast it at a higher level. Mm. Also, magic is magic works stronger on you than it does on other people. So I've basically gone no mine and went and kicked Wired. Okay, so so I noticed the building's also given out. Or given, given up on itself. Uh, you didn't notice anything. You're, since you are floating, you're just kind of flying in the air. Uh, make me a perception check real quick. Um, 19 on the dice. So, perception is 26 all in. As you float above this roof, Avery, you do see it. Like... It, as you look down, you can almost see the building itself is shaking. Um, so, as I do that, uh, what I will do, because I feel like we, our plan was to get get on the dragon and get out of here. So, um, I, I take a. Um, stone fragment out of me um, component pouch and as I throw it up into the air um, I cast summon draconic spirit nice and what does that do for the value of the tape uh, you call for for draconic spirit it manifests in an unoccupied area in an unoccupied space that you can see within range this is corporeal this corporeal form uses a draconic spirit stat block, which I've got below, blah, 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 blah. Uh, when you choose a spell, you can choose the um, family of dragon, so chromatic, gem, or metallic. It represents the dragon and the, de- the determined type. When it hits zero, it disappears. Um, it takes its turn after me. It- it's the standard summon spell, but it's a cool. dragon. Cool. Awesome. Because it's 
corporeal, that would mean I could ride it, you know, because it would have a physical form. It says spirit, but yeah. being corporeal would have a physical form. 100%, yeah, that is 100% correct. As Avery pulls out a gem from their component pouch and throws it into the air, and it almost looks like a lightning bolt hits it as this huge dragon just appears in the sky. What I about the storm is he is a lightning dragon. And as he... So blue? And as he comes... Yeah. And as he appears next to the boat, and I'll hop onto him. Cool. Alright. Um, so, that, that just happens. Uh, so, to end my turn and start the dragons, White can fly, so I'm going to head down to Varian. I'm not going to land, though, because... These things are borrows and bad luck tremor sense. Sure. Uh, you fly the dragon down, and I, I guess you're just going to, I assume, hover there at this time? Yeah. Offer Varian. Offer out my arm to Varian. I guess on the dragon, yeah. Sure. We'll, we'll allow it. You have to use your reaction for that, though. Fine by me. Just sure. take Avery's arm. Oh, um, if he's allowed to do that as a reaction, how close was... How far did the dragon have to fly to reach Virion? Uh, about 60 feet. Okay, so we're spending our, the rest of the turn here then, because that's his movement. Okay. Alright, so you guys are now both upon a large dragon. Uh, you are now at, we will say, around E7, E8, as you are on a large dragon. So you guys are both floating there, or flying there, we'll say about 10 feet above the ground. Cool. Uh, that'll end your turn, though, Avery, and the dragons. Cool. All right. Uh, bullet number four is dead already. The corpse is on the stone path still. So we then move to Wyatt. I'm going to fly my off that dragon. Sure. Uh, how much uh, fly speed does fly give you again? Uh, it, is it double? 60 foot. 60 foot. Wow. You are exactly 60 feet away from Avery and this dragon and Virion. Okay. Um, can I hold my action or not? Now I've moved or not? I've never asked that before. Uh, if you would like to do that, you have to tell me what action you're holding and what's it triggered. What's it going to be triggered by? Okay, um, the action would be um, would be firing a blast from the dagger um, at anything that's coming towards us. Okay. It'd be equivalent of a gunshot, but it's like it's like a, like a pulse of energy. Okay, no, that's... Uh, I'm not ready. But... Uh, and what's the range on that uh, pulse? That would be... Ooh, I don't think I put that in my note, which is unlike me to be carrying stuff. Um, I believe that would be... Same as with... 
a ranged weapon, but not a long range weapon. So, 60 feet? Yeah, 60 feet, yeah. Cool. Alright, yeah. We can uh, say you did that, and Wyatt, we will move you up. Are you actually going to land on this dragon? I'm or, going to, or are you just going to fly next to it? I'm going to land on it, if I'm allowed to. If not, I'm going to hold on to it. Scales? Spines? Who knows what kind of dragon you've summoned? Cool. All right. Uh, what? Susan, so we're fine. <laughs> That's true. Uh, why, if that'll end your turn, though, then, since you're holding yeah. action, uh, we then go to the quadri of bullets. And uh, with their turn, all of you, can you make me a perception check, please? Uh, with the knowledge stone top, that's a 22. 21 or win? 30. All of you, uh, Damien, from your floating spot of 10 feet in the air, and the other three of you from the back of this dragon. You all turn your heads to see, and first of all, you all hear a whistle echo through the wind before you see this building that you all were spending your time in as it begins to it begins to rumble back and forth before it's almost as if, and it really is exactly what happens, the ground beneath it all gives way as this building literally drops 20 feet down and you see all of this metal just slams together, creating this huge raucous of noise as this building that you were all in not that long ago literally collapses into a 20-foot hole in the ground. But that will end their turn. So that will end the round. We go all the way back around to the top. Virian, Avery. You're sitting astride this massive dragon with Wyatt as well, kind of just chilling a good five feet back from the both of you before Avery is as if something snaps inside of you. But once again, it's not anything physical. It's your hold on this spell as this dragon just blinks out of existence. And the two of you fall the ten feet down. I counterspell this, or can I not feel where it's coming from? Ink. Counterspell yeah, says you have to see it. You have to see the. I don't think you do. I think you have. You, I think you can feel the spell, and that's all you need. You attempt to interrupt a creature in the process of casting as well. Yeah, and I interpret that, I'm sorry, as, as you interrupt a creature, it's not the force of the spell that you're interrupting, it's the actual act of the creature and you, that you would see casting this spell. Uh, you both fall ten feet down. 
Are you going to do anything about it? Mm. Yeah, reaction health over flawless. Cool. Alright, uh, burn the spell slot. And uh, both of you hit the ground with no consequences. Wyatt, you are still floating in the air, 10 feet in the air, as you do have fly active on you. So even though you didn't think to do this, your natural reaction of your body being weightless just held you in that spot, 10 feet in the air. So you do watch as Virian and Avery fall to the ground. But Virian, it's now your turn. Oh, God. Um... How far away am I from my poison burst? Uh, it's still kind of just floating in the same spot. It's You basically almost landed on it. Okay, first things first, I'm going to get on that, because, you know, these things probably do have some kind of tremor sense. Sure. Uh, you can climb back on it. Uh, I will say that uh, with Featherfall, you both landed on your feet, so neither of you are prone or anything like that, so you have full use of your movement and everything like that. Hmm. Sure, I'm going to And I guess I still can't see anything that can be attacked. Uh, at this time, you cannot see anything that uh, would be able to be attacked at this second. Can I try and message Damon just to ask any ideas? Oh, of course. I'll say this is your free object interaction. You may have a brief conversation with Damien. I know I keep calling uh, these so creatures and people objects, but I don't mean that about any of them. They are wonderful and they mean a lot to me, so they're not objects. Damien's answer is, find the bastard. Which all variants is with what? Let Avery. Let. I, I guess it's kind of. We'll find him. Try and move to where they can't borrow. Where is the water in that? Uh, from where you are, as you're at E8 currently. About 90 feet. Oh shit. Um, first time in playing a warlock I've actually been on the bones of my ass on, as in things I have 
nothing. I actually have nothing. There's nothing I can do. You can hold your turn if you'd like. I'm going to have to because I've got nothing. Sure, it's fine. Uh, you can hold your turn. And we'll go then to our next combatant, which is Damien. Damien, you are flying 10 feet in the air over by the bushes still. So you are at Q7. What's up? Where is this person? I just want to leave. Is there anything out of place? Because honestly, I'm in a similar boat to Virion and saying there's nothing to fucking attack. My whistle mimicry didn't work and we can't leave the area. You still have on your goggles of true sight, right? Yes. All right. Um, why don't you make me a perception check? And you don't even have to do it at disadvantage. You can just do it normally. Crit 20 plus 11. Damien, you flying 10 feet in the air, just seething with anger at just... at a feeling of helplessness at this exact second as you keep trying to do things and things just keep getting, you know, thrown in your guys' face... And as you look, you can actually see as you look towards the building, you can see the four bullets that are under the ground. They're only barely under the ground at this moment. They're about five feet at the most. And they're at the corners of what remain of this building, that all this wreckage. And through the ground and with these goggles, you can almost just see them like in a hunch stance waiting to like spring out. And as you just keep looking, you turn your path or your eyes left. And as you look over your compatriots, your peripherals of these goggles kind of catch something. And as you flick your eyes to the left, you see just outlined all in orange something there. You can't tell exactly what it is, but you can only see it with your goggles on. As you lift your goggles for a second, you can't see anything. You put them back down and you see this orange glow that's standing right at H1, right next to the path. Okay, I'm gonna... I kind of... I can take a screen grab of this with... I don't know, I screenshot it and put it in the group chat, but I've got a hurl a fireball of this. And you're holding a firebolt at it? I'm just trying to get it... Like, even if the rain will put it out probably very quickly. But anything that would just light it up as a figure for the others to realize is helpful. Also, I want to set this fucker on fire. Sure. Uh, you have, uh, I won't make you make this attack roll a disadvantage, as you do have an idea of exactly where it is. Uh, so yeah, make me attack roll. Hey, my modifier's plus 11 now. Go for that, otherwise that was burning shit. Uh, that's an 18. Uh, that's a hit. Roll me some damage. You'd be 
nothing. Oh, that is 15. Burn, bitch! Damien, it takes a second, but your hand alights with glowing red fire as you just fire this laser bolt like red beam towards this empty spot. And all the rest of you see this firebolt lance across the sky and you see it just traveling towards nothing. But in the second it hits that spot and you see the energy goes as the firebolt kind of illuminates the uh, shape of a figure for like one second. And you can see a six foot kind of figure with pointy ears for one moment before the fire just goes out and you once again can't see anything in that spot. Yes? Quiet? It could have gone to a new combat round if I lost my action. For why? I my action, didn't I? Oh yeah, because nothing happened. You lost your action for that last round. That's, yep, nothing that's happened. fine, because I was going yep. to use it at moment. I yeah, sorry, no. Yeah, you held your action and nothing did charge you. Seeing Damien fire that off, can I immediately fire recognizing blast in that direction? Yes, you may. Uh, roll me an attack roll. Uh, you will be doing this at disadvantage. Yeah, I figured. Wyatt, because I've cast Fireball and I'm now like, focused on that, and I did message, you are falling 10 foot to the ground. Okay, at disadvantage, my lowest is in 9 plus 9, 18. That hits. Uh, roll me some damage. Can I use my boon to turn it into a d12? Uh, you may. Thank you. Okay, that's all my d12 appears to run away. There we go. It's just it's in this. It's 14, so it's something. Virian, you seeing this firebolt erupt on this, what you didn't assume was anything there, and you see this figure for one second, you immediately react and your hands shoot forward and the glistening beams fire out as the rainbow uh, beam slams into, once again, what shouldn't be there. There's nothing there, but this beam hits into something, and once again, as this like sparkly aurora beam erupts on it, once again, you get another look at this figure, and you can see a pointed chin, and for a second, you almost think you see sharp teeth and long pointed ears, as once again, though, you can't see anything. No, I held my turn, but since my, as far as I know, my aberration's still around, does it still get to move? Yeah, definitely. And it's going to fire its eye ray in that direction. Uh, yeah. Alright, definitely. Uh, it can make me an attack roll. Uh, once again, a disadvantage. Should be better than me. That's an 11 plus 9 for its lowest. Yeah, dirty 20 hits. Again, is this thing I'm needing to put um, psychic even? It is not. Okay. So I'm gonna 
You see this jeweled aberration make its way around this tree and using once again as it's basically just following your commands, it follow or it fires towards this empty blank space, and these eye lasers once again like hit into this invisible thing, and once again you get a flash of this creature wearing some kind of robes, and you can see its eyes seem to be much bulkier than they should be. You once again see the long ears, but then again, it's gone in a flash. Uh, but yeah, and uh, that was 14 damage, you said? Yes. All right. That's all I've got now, honest. That is not a problem. Well, Damien already had their turn, unless there's anything you would I like to do. I my bonus action. Of course. As I've cancelled Fly, I'm just going to miss a step closer to this fucker. Because I can see where he is. Sure. Uh, so just 30 feet, and you yeah. staying off the ground still? No, I'm I'm on... Oh, yeah, you cancel like, Fly. I'm sorry. Yep. Yeah. I mean, Damien's always slightly off the ground, because they're going to see. Uh, you will take uh, two uh, falling damage from canceling Fly, as you were still 10 feet in the air. Uh, but then, one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, uh, you find yourself about halfway in the path. So you are now at, what's that? Uh, we'll say K3. I know it's a little hard with those stone paths to figure out exactly where the hexagons are, but in that little general area. You're about 15 feet from where you know they are. All right, uh, but that is Damien's turn. So we go Avery. What's up? Uh, okay, so I've seen this Shaker right now, right, haven't I? Because he's been struck like three times. Uh, yeah, you saw uh, this happen. How far away is he from me? Uh, at this moment, you're still right by the tree. So that space is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Uh... Seven times five is thirty-five feet. Okay. Um, fuck it. Uh, can I cast hyper beam on him? Oh yeah, that's just uh, you can cast it in that general space you've once again seen this space. So yeah. Uh, and so for the benefit of the tape, a- tell everyone how this works. Okay, so. As Avery like takes a step forward, he forms this like orb of force in his hand, which like flashes gold, purple, and silver. In this noise rings through the air as he just fires off this five foot wide and seventy five foot long beam of force. Uh, the creature must make a Constitution saving throw. DC nineteen. That just won't do. I want to, I don't want to kill him, so he's the fourth level slot. So he takes uh, 12d6 force damage and is not prone. No, it's 12d8. Sorry. One, two, three, four. Hold on, my beards. 
six. Full roll six. Full roll. Let me get in a minute. Don't worry, folks. We'll get you home before bedtime. <laughs> Plus seven. Uh, he takes... So Avery like, collapses to one knee and is unable to take his movement. Well, he loses his next turn. But the creature is not prone and takes 63 force damage. It's very dark right now. The rain is pouring down, and it seems the lightning's even taken a break. As it's just been almost pitch black, just fighting in this tsunami, and now fighting this invisible enemy. So this catches all of your eye as this massive glowing force ball like appears in front of Avery, like illuminating this whole area. Virian, you're pretty close to this, and so are you, Wyatt. And it's almost blinding at how bright this like ball of energy that or Avery is holding. Damien, even from where you are down the path, you see it for a second, but then you see it just just shoot straight out, and it slams once again into this invisible creature. And as it does, Damien, you see this light like encompass completely. And seeing it, you see a the form of a hobgoblin standing there as this beam just boom, like hits like a thousand ton Mack truck and you see this hobgoblin illuminated for a second as they slam onto the ground and they once again you don't see their form anymore but you see Avery kind of collapse almost uh, to the ground in between you and Wyatt or Virian you and Wyatt see Avery collapse to the ground between the two of you and how much damage is that again? 63. Oh. And that obviously ends my turn because I lose this, the rest of this action and my next action. Awesome. Uh, well, that then takes us to Wyatt. Yes. It's your turn. Right, so I've obviously seen everybody basically pelting this one area. Yeah. Um, how far away from me is Damien? How far away is the thing that, that they were aiming at? Whereabouts am I on said map? Because I'm, uh, I'm, I mean, I'm in, I'm probably falling, but I'm going, but I'm using my, my movement as a right to land. Uh, you are currently at E6. And yes, I will say that you can use five feet of your movement to cancel out any falling damage. Okay, lovely. I appreciate that. And so, Damien is where? Uh, Damien is in the center of the path. Um, so they're at about uh, K, mm -hmm. J or K3. Okay. And then H1 is where everyone has fired all of these attacks. 
Okay. Okay, well, how can this go wrong in that? I'm switching to the Mystic mode. And then I'm leeching up the Earth on it. So I'm going to do it slightly to the side. Sure. Definitely. Why uh, Caitlyn all of a sudden put their head in their hands? Uh, you're casting Erupting Earth. Uh, We've spoken, it's happening amongst next to four creatures with Tremor Sense and the Burrow. Yep, good idea. Them? I'm not worried about them. I'm worried about the thing that's, that's been everyone else fighting. Huh. <laughs> Zoom couldn't pick that up. <laughs> I said scream. That would be much it. He said, I'm let's not kill it. I'm saying this stood on my floating disc, but why? Why, Matt? Why are you like this? Well, Matt, what, uh, this creature's prone, so they automatically fail a dexterity saving throw. Okay, that's three. They failed it. I'll take three d12 bludgeoning damage. Cool. Uh, rolling some damage. How much? Six. Wyatt, don't forget to burn the energy it costs you to legend shift into le mystic mode. As uh, Virian, you see uh, this energy kind of encompass uh, Wyatt for a second. These like red lines go all throughout this like black armor that he's now wearing before you see the armor once again kind of like bubble and kind of like ooze before a full cape forms. And all of these like ruins and like exploding stars and such form all over this armor. And he now has like these long, like shimmery black gloves before you see this magical energy erupt out. And you see the ground in front of you just <laughs> as these huge, just like uh, monoliths of earth just like shoot up. And you hear the like scream of something as. You're, ah! as something flies through the air and you can't see anything uh, but you do hear the sound of a thud uh, somewhere on the ground but alright uh, I got that, it I got it at that point is there anything else you'd like to do with your turn there Wyatt immediately hard uh, you're not a rogue, so... No, I know. I know. Um, I'm, I'm going to, uh, again, stand ready, because I'm pretty sure I'm about to get bitched at by Damien. Alright. With that, that ends Wyatt's turn, then. And that means it is time for... A quadri of bullets to action. And you all, as you kind of just, nothing is moving. The rain is just pelting down. You hear the whistle once again. It seems very weak. Just a... As 
you see all five of these bullets suddenly emerge from the ground at the four corners of this ruined building and a fifth one emerges or the fifth one itself emerges right in front of the front door or where this front door used to be of this building and as all five of them uh, emerge you see them all sit down just on their haunches like dogs and just kind of stare at all of you before as this round of combat ends and the next round starts you hear a weak voice stop 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 please stop I'm done I give up I give up I march over and grab the guy by his neck uh make me a perception check uh last of those is a dirty 20 Damien orientating on where they were and where that sound just came from, you turn to your right and you head exactly to H5 as there's nothing you can see there, but you reach down and you feel the squishy parts that you immediately recognize as a throat. As you saw your hair, and you, can you make me a strength check? Uh, you don't have the strength to lift them in the air, but you do have the strength in a fit of just rage where you pick them up by their neck and take them right from a prone position to a standing position right in front of you. And once again, there's nothing in front of you, but you can feel a neck in your hand as you're now eye to eye with nothing. But you know you're eye to eye with a face. Okay. Stop muting I kind of stare where I know the faces and I just let my hand start to kind of release that cold darkness that comes with Damien's Eldritch Blast. It just starts to hum. And I'm like, cancel the spell. It takes a second before your hand does the like black lightning and shadowy energy kind of forms around it. And just you hear, <coughs> and suddenly in front of you, you see just a hobgoblin appear as this hobgoblin, green, dark green skinned, long pointy ears, probably about, since you're holding them up and they're actually standing, they're a little taller than you. They're actually about five foot nine. I think that's taller than you. How tall is Damon again? He's actually 5'10". I oh. spoke at 5'8". So, a little bit... Sh- height, it's fine. Yeah, a little bit shorter than you at 5'9". But you can see the long, green, pointed ears uh, wearing, like, a black uh, wizard's cloak. And you can see them, like, holding their hands up. In one hand, they hold a gold ring. And as they're, like, choking up... <coughs> I surrender! I surrender! And you all technically are out of combat at this point. I'm going to spin him round and replace the hand at his throat with one of my knives. And just put it, hold it, like pressure, into the jugular vein such that if he does anything to me, I will have time to cut his throat before it goes into action. 
you whip him around CQC style and just hold the blade right to the Adam's apple of this green-skinned hobgoblin. And I'm, I'm, all right, I, I'm not going to do anything. I'm not, I told you I, I give up. I give up. I, I, mercy, mercy, I submit. Whatever, I, 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 whatever. I'm sorry, I submit, I submit, I submit. As the others walk over, I just whisper it as if, Oh, I forgot what Mercy was a long time ago. You forgot this you... one, Damien? Ask you questions. Okay, first things first. I power down, save your power. <clears throat> <sighs> you all... You all see this as you're all close enough at this point. And the storm hasn't let up at all. But the lightning is almost at this moment, at this, once again, started up into a full storm of itself and seems to be going off so quick that it's just almost illuminating everything at a constant level. So you all see as why it powers down this like black power armor, once again, kind of like bubbles before it and it all like just kind of soaks into his skin. And then you see on his uh, left forearm, once again, the long, kind of like fully covering it morpher that he now has before it once again shrinks down just into just a wristwatch on his left wrist. Right. Who are you, first start? I'm, I'm no one. I'm, 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 fucking, I'm fucking no one, man. Uh, my name's Roy. My name's Roy. Bullshit. Bullshit. Roy, 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 Roy. My name's Roy. Every time that you that, that you give us a bullshit answer, I'm gonna ask Damien to squeeze tighter. I told you my name. I, 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 I know. I, I'm just giving you the warning from now on. Okay. Think of why the fuck were you after us for? I just wanted to rob you guys. I just I was just gonna rob you. Hmm. You've been following us for several days now. What? I just, I just, I just started following you. I just, Damien? No, I'm really, really, I just, all right, all right, all right, listen, 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 okay, okay, I was, I followed a fucking guy on a fucking blue chocobo, I've been following him for fucking days, and I followed him all the way to a fucking pyramid, but that damn fucking bird was so fast I couldn't catch up. So I was waiting outside for him. I was gonna take him. He looked like he had a lot of cool stuff. And then I saw all of you come out, and you were on foot. And I thought to myself, "Well, four is better than one." And you guys were just on foot, so I, you know, I had I had my girls and everything. So I thought it'd be fine. I'm sorry. I was just trying to rob you. I'm sorry. Hmm. They're just trying to rob me. Yeah, trick with the whistle. What? Yeah. It's. Do you want it? I mean, going by the fact. I'm pretty sure they're loyal to you. They're not loyal to the owner of the whistle, so. No, well, um, if you if you just take the knife away from my throat, I promise I won't do anything. 
I'll give you, uh, I'll even give you my druidic focus so I can't cast any magic or anything, I promise. Hand it to the sparkly elf. Alright, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna reach into my robe real quick, okay? Just no one, do, I'm not doing anything. What would he's got in an entrainal embassy case? You see this, like, hobgoblin who's now, like, shaking as they clearly probably were pretty confident and before when they were invisible and no one could see them, but they didn't really expect this to get close and personal. They slowly, with a shaky hand, reach in and they slowly pull out uh, what looks to be almost like a straw little doll and they, like, shakily hold it out towards Virian. Virian takes it, but... There's not. Varian has none of the aggression that Wyatt and Damien are currently showing. So very civilized. All right, all right. I uh, I, I gave it over. Yeah, thanks, thanks. Yeah, uh, my my mom made it for me. But can I? Could you take the knife away, please? Wyatt, run down. What? Little Wyatt, oh, please finish. You've got me flipped to the back of your holster. Is that a check, DM? You know, you have 500 years of practice and boredom at your own desk. I will say you could just do it. You've you've mastered this after all of this time in Ulfam. Okay, I'm at it. Must do this. Green rolls his eyes so hard he almost gave himself brain damage. And Gunwell. Somewhere, somewhere, a creature died. Just knowing that um, he did the gun spin. So someone in Ganymede just dropped dead. Damien will loose. He's still got the knife within the guy's line of sight, but it's no longer on his Adam's apple. It's very much like I'm leaning on his shoulder now. Okay. Okay. Uh, thank you. Thank you. All right. Um, what? Uh, yeah. Uh, and you see him once again, and he reaches into, like, He's wearing a shirt under his robes, and he reaches actually under the shirt, and he pulls out a gold whistle that he has around his neck on a string. Oh, um, well, I've—I mean, I've—I've I've raised my girls. Then you killed killed Beatrice, but I'll, I'll be okay. Um, that was my own fault. I should have not known. But um, I, I've raised th- these bullets won't do anything probably for you guys anyways. But this, this whistle, um, it's used on uh, creatures of lesser intelligence. And uh, if they hear it, they are basically forced to obey any mental command that you give them for the next hour. A message Varian in private going, so would it work on Wyatt? <laughs> Varian was thinking the same thing in just a moment of very uncharitable thoughts. He just like this warlock stop moment of Well. You know what? In exchange for your life, we will take that whistle and I'll let you keep the stuff that you have on you because otherwise you'll die out here. Yeah. 
It's gotten it's Here gotten real goes. bad. Yes, we're aware. Imagine how much worse it would be if some random guy had robbed us and then collapsed the building on us. I regret getting caught. I don't regret trying. I can't, I don't want to lie to you. And I know I might get, like, he's just staring at the blade that's still clearly in view. And I'm just saying, I, I respect you and I will give you the whistle. And we have a deal, but just please don't. Not, uh, I, I, I'm just trying to survive out here. All right. I kind of look to Virion as if to say, "Should I let him go? Should I stab him in the eye?" My insight, boy. His name was, wasn't it? Yeah. Definitely, and it was Roy. Seventeen plus two, Uh, And exactly, what are you looking for in the insight? Just see if he's telling us the truth. Oh, but Roy is definitely telling the truth. He's just trying to survive out here. Look over at Dean. Okay. And then I look back at the. Okay, so we'll take the whistle, as Damien says. You go your way, we'll go our way. That'll be the end of it, yes? Yeah, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll leave you guys alone. Okay. And to Damien, drop the knife. Right before I do, I just kind of lead into it. Again, like, this is very low, so the others can't hear, but I'm like, And if you cross us again, I will butcher your beloved girls in front of you, and make you watch. And then I'll flay you, and then I'll kill you. Right, Roy? You just, you're close enough that you can feel, like, just a quite, like, quick head nod that he makes, but trying not to make it so that the others notice. Before he... I sheath, I sheath the blade and step to the side. Oh, you... hey. Oh, Handles. Do a bit focus back. You see him grab the whistle from around his neck and kind of snap the cord before making the exchange as he reaches out and he takes his druidic focus and hands you the whistle at the same time. Put the whistle in my bag. Um, yeah. Well... Huh. Huh. Great. Well, great great meeting you guys. Ah, 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 bye. And bye, you, Roy. you see Roy turns and like begins sprinting away and it's one of those chaotic sprints where he's trying to get away so fast that he's like falling over. So he's like at points almost running on three limbs as he's like so far forward he's using one of his hands to stabilize himself as he runs towards the other five bullets before he quickly mounts the one who is in front of where the door used to be, and you see all five of them kind of converge into a V and run off uh, back towards uh, the way you guys came through the rain, and you quickly lose track in sight of them. I'm not sure about the rest of you, but maybe we should find some own rest before that. Mm-hmm. 
There's nowhere else around for miles. Remember, every square on the big map represents about a 3x3 three three mile square. who's just sort of sat up against the tree holding his head for a minute. Um, I can still summon the dragon if need be. If the map shows us that we're close to anywhere. Maybe that could cover the distance in enough time before you need to rest. Looking at your map, you, you know that yeah, there's about, there's a building that should be still standing as long as the rain hasn't destroyed it about three miles to the south and if you want to go the opposite way of the Roy and his bullets who are heading north is that what you guys would like to do though? We fly low to the ground in case the magic pips out again. He gives you a thumbs up as he uses the tree to pull himself up. I'd rather Wyatt didn't break his foot with the neck. Oh, I pull out the stone that I used before. Just get a good slap with me, mess land and throw it up in the air. I'll burn me last fifth level slot to summon the dragon back. Once again, lightning, as if from the sky, slams into this gem as Avery throws it into the air. And once again, this huge blue dragon forms as he roars to life, standing in front of all of you. Avery will give the dragon a cut on the side and climb on. Are the rest of you following suit? Wyatt will climb board, yeah. Damien will only sit next to Varian. <laughs> So Varian will get on next, so Damien doesn't have to sit next to Wyatt. The four of you climb astride this massive blue dragon as Avery's in the front, then Wyatt, then Virian, then Damien. And as the huge dragon wings unfurl and flap, just in this pouring rainstorm, the power of them throws more water up, drenching you even more than you thought possible. But still, you're even wetter than before. As this dragon takes flight into this dark sky, through this pouring rainstorm, heading south towards your next spot to rest. As you all are a little beaten up, a little tired, but still mostly feeling pretty good. But what will eventually happen to you next time? Well, I guess you'll all have to wait and see, because that is where we are ending this adventure in Escape from Ulfam.
thank you to everybody for listening to this episode of uh, of Dungeons and Junkies. Um, we're going to the table now and um, just give our social information, and we'll start with Chad. Hello, I'm Chad, and today I played insert name here, and I had a very wonderful time doing it. I hope you enjoyed me playing insert name here. If you would like to hear me on any other podcast, check me out on Visionaries Global Media. And of course, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can do so at Chad's underscore mind or at VFTR2P0. Always a good time. Caitlin. What up, mortals? I'm Caitlin. Uh, I've I've been here. <laughs> That's my I run a separate TTRPG podcast featuring all of these wonderful lot called Dice and Suffering. It's where my DD campaign is. It's also where we play Blades in the Dark, featuring clowns and hookers and lasagna. And no, none of that makes sense. It barely makes sense to me, and I I listen to it. I also write articles about games and mental health on themindgame.org. Woo. End transmission. Kerry. Hello, I'm Kerry. Like everyone else here, I don't really have any big projects going on. I'm just the one they kind of can't get rid of. Anyway, I'm Shira Beans on Twitter, where I lurk a lot and post very little. But I also get to supervise the Dungeons and Junkies art Instagram, which is just Dungeon Junkies on Instagram. Goodbye. See you later. Alex. Yes, I am Alex, and I play insert name here as to copy Chaz's trend because that was a pretty cool trend. Uh, you can find me at Spiderbread UK on Twitter. You can find our main show at Game Junkies Pod, and you can find this ever-growing collection of Dungeons and Dragons content on Dungeons and Junkies. Indeed, you can find me at Matt at UK. Thank you again to everybody for listening. Thank you to everybody who for playing, and uh, we're out of here. podcast was brought to you by me, Chad, in conjunction with Visionaries Global Media and Mad Attack Productions.